0: Ad Astra Avisosk, and welcome to today's episode! I'm Layla Ranara and I'm pulling just a little for Scaramouche.
1: I'm Maranara, and I'll be pulling just a little Scaramore. Today's commissions include an unknown connection between cubes and music, the new 3.3 banner character breakdowns, and the Aranara baby! do you want to talk about the new events
0: yeah so we covered a bunch of the events that were going on last episode because the events are so so much of the banners now maybe this is like a little bit of a tangent but we were on five and a half week banners for a while while they caught up to the delay they've caught up the 3.3 banners which we'll be talking about today are back to six weeks which is fine. yeah but i'm hoping that means they space out their events because there were so many overlapping events last time Jeez, louise
1: that feeling when you open the events uh page and you have to scroll to see them all appear on the side
0: yeah that was wild so um the only event we didn't really touch upon last time because i think it had like just barely started is the hypostasis event it's based off of like symphonies like they call it the what is it the infinite symphony whatever it's based off of music there's not even an intro quest right like they don't even explain the the lore reason, you just show up to a domain and fight uh, the Pyro, the Cryo, the Hydro, and the Dendro Hypostasis. Why don't we fight the Electro one?
1: Don't know. Why don't that we fight the faith. Geo one? Don't know.
0: <laughs> um, and it was like, fight it once to get the Primos. You can fight it more times on hard to get the, like, event currency. And they didn't even have a crown in their shop. So really, I just did the bare minimum. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with an easy event. Like, I love easy primos. Like, if they were to rerun it, I would feel very neutral about it, I think.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm not, like, upset about it. I was just like, after so many cool events, it was, like, whiplash.
1: Yeah, it was like if I wanted to fight a series of enemies. I'd do Spiral Abyss. I could do a domain or Spiral Abyss, yeah. So I've been playing, my my current setup makes it so that I can't really hear the game when I'm playing it. Was there, like, music playing while we fought them? What was the symphony's tie-in?
0: I literally don't know. I mean, I think there was just, like, the domain music. Um, Let me see.
1: Maybe there's, like, an explanation in the marketing.
0: Yeah. Hypostatic symphony. Mm Hmm there's not a lot said. A recurring event where players battle hypostases of varying difficulty. Oh, you know what? It was first run right before I started playing. It hasn't been here since version 1.2.
1: Oh my god, that was a rerun event? Yeah. Interesting. So I
0: guess you feel neutral about it.
1: Yeah, I feel very neutral about it.
0: Oh, I no, I remember there's another event. There's the magical box man. The Merchant. Yeah. Merchant's boxes. That's an event that they do randomly right before a banner reset. It's almost always right before a banner reset. It only lasts five days or maybe six days. And all you have to do is hand this Merchant in Monsta a couple items and he gives you a box with 40 primos and like other shit. Sometimes it's Mora. Sometimes it's like the crystals. Sometimes it's talent stuff. And you can go to other people's worlds to see what their box is. But you can claim the box once a day. And if you claim five of them, you get, like, a big box at the end of it. And that's it. And I'm obsessed with that that one. First of all, there is lore around it. He always talks about, like, a different area. So when he first came out, he was talking about Liwei. Then he was talking about Inazuma. Then he was talking about Sumeru, like, before we went to Sumeru. Now he's talking about Fontaine because that's where we're going next. And I was like, you tell him. I think his name is Lubin. Lubin. I don't remember. But that's a good event. That, what a good event that is i can't wait for them to keep rerunning it
1: i will say i'm in as much as you can be bad at this kind of event i'm bad at this event in that i think i only redeemed like four out of five of the days
0: the, the big box
1: <laughs> it like kind of makes sense like right before a big update with new character they're like we're gonna get people looking to come back to genshin and so here's like a little mini event right before it to get them like uh, in the habit of checking in every day again. I feel like that's a lot of a lot of Genshin mechanics have that function. Where it's like, oh, this exists to make sure I'm thinking about Genshin Impact every single day. And it works! Still playing yeah. it.
0: Yeah, it, it's good.
1: Yeah, well, those are the events we've been playing so far. Pretty chill, pretty straightforward. But I guess more excitingly, as we've been talking about, there is a new update coming. This is 3.3. These episodes do come out Tuesday night, so I'm sure everyone's seen by now, but the new banners are going to be The Wanderer, a.k.a. Scaramouche, uh, a rerun of Ito, and then I think the three, four stars that we don't have written down off the top of my head. I think it's Yanfei um, Goro, and then I don't know how to say her name, but Faruzan.
0: Yeah, I think that's how it is.
1: Yeah, so obviously a lot of hype for Scaramouche. We saw the drip marketing for Furzon this morning. What are your thoughts?
0: So it's not, well, it is technically drip marketing, I guess, but it's not because they had her drip marketing in 3.2, which is how Oh, the drip marketing yes, works. that's true. And what was supposed to happen this morning, spoiler alert, we're recording this the day before it's coming out. Like, I don't know why really do this drip marketing was supposed to happen. Okay,
1: yes, that's why I got confused.
0: Where is he? So to be completely transparent it sounds like there was a death in the like chinese government recently and they had a national day of mourning and that delayed scaramush's um uh character demo so that came out two days late so it's possible they're just like two days late in their social media but also like that's so easy to catch up to so i don't know if they're just maybe not doing drip marketing it drip marketing anymore the reason i think that might be it is that they are cracking down on leakers right now like extremely aggressively like to the point of like subpoenaing discord to try and get information about specific leakers who exist on discord which i don't know if discord will comply or not and i i'm not making passing any judgments on this i'm just ex- expressing that it's happening but i think that might be why they're not posting Eliza.
1: that's so wild i didn't think that i like didn't even think about that um i knew vaguely that they were cracking down on leakers and all these like sites and stuff that have sort of like information about the game but um that's that's uh very exciting if that's the case but
0: <laughs> it's wild so i'm still waiting for my alhai thumb drip marketing but they did re-release uh Farzan's, like vertical photo which is very pretty and she looks cute um but i'm just like not super interested in her i think we've talked about this before when they drop new characters without ever having like introduced them in the story i'm always like you gotta earn my interest <laughs>
1: Yeah, I like the way they did it with Layla, um, where she was in the, the event. not Pokemon Pokemon event. Yeah, beforehand. And I just we yeah, like you would said, we'd seen the drip marketing. So we knew what Farzan looked like um, her personality in her trailer. Zero percent what I was expecting.
0: So weird.
1: I guess kind of funny in that it like compliments uh, Layla's like vibe where she's like the sleepy, the sleepy student versus the ch- try hard.
0: So, yeah, I it's really hard to tell because the academia feels like it's almost like elementary school through, like, post-grad. Like, it feels like yeah. you could be there for 35 years. So, Layla feels like a fairly regular college student, like, maybe a little bit younger. It was kind of implied that, like, Kaveh is at least in a master's degree, if not, like, a doctoral degree. He's them senior, blah, blah, blah. yeah. I was was like, she's a TA? Like, why does she want people to call her Madam? I
1: guess this
0: is respectful, but like it felt weird in a school setting.
1: I wonder, no, I have no idea. Yeah, I also was like, oh, is she like older than she looks? Would they like I'm not quite sure. But um I mean she looks fun.
0: She looks fun. Her dress is like um a lot of like diamond shapes at the bottom. I think that's a pretty fun design.
1: Yeah, the, I was going to say the cosplayers are going to have fun with that one, but let's be real, half the cosplay is for Genshin by the cosplays online, and there's nothing wrong with that. They're very complicated.
0: I think um, she's really continuing the trend of uh, Animo means teal color palette.
1: True. Which
0: we can talk about for Scaramouche. This bitch was purple!
1: This bitch was purple! <laughs>
0: Where did it come from? Where did it go?
1: I was so surprised when I saw he was an Animo boy. Like, it- it makes sense that Raiden would give him a, uh, a vision. But very curious. Are you hyped for Scaramouche?
0: So um, I missed the, the ama- most amazing event. Everyone keeps talking about the Unreconciled Stars event, which I think came out in 1.1. 1. 1. So I was like way past that. Like I came in at 1.5 or something. So I never met him. And then... I met him when you go to Inazuma, and there, I think I, I explained to you in my recap of, like, the villains we've seen so far. I found him somewhat uninteresting because we found out so little about him, and we, I feel like they really rushed through, like, explaining why he's evil. Like, we see this guy, he beats us up, he, like, poisons us, Yaimiko saves us, and then they go, well, it's because he was abandoned as a child, and then he was picked up with the Fatui. I was like, I haven't even seen him again. Can we give him a chance to be evil first? 'cause he hasn't really done anything that crazy yet.
1: Yeah, from so, our perspective.
0: I was not super interested there. I have a lot of friends who are super into Scaramouche for like many different reasons, including some lore stuff. And I think actually coming to Sumeru, it has made me much more interested in him. So I am actually excited to like learn more about him, but I was very not going to pull because One, as free-to-play, I try to pull, like, fairly scarcely. And two, I was like, do I need, like, a third animo boy to, like, run around with? Blah, blah, blah. I don't have... Yeah, I do have Hazo. I was like, I don't have two, but I do. I have Kazuha and Hazo. But I saw his demo, and he looks freaking sick, so I might have to try pulling.
1: Yeah, I felt similarly where um, I actually, for a long time, didn't know about that event. Um, Of course, since then, I've heard of it, but, like... Until Samaru, I wasn't, like, the most captivated by him. Um, I think the Samaru um, Archon quest made him a lot more interesting to me, for sure. And I'll be excited to see what his uh, story quest is going to be like. Um, but I think it for me as well, it wasn't until I saw, like, gameplay uh, footage and leaks that I was like, wait, this looks real fun. Does a little floaty thing, does a little kick thing. It looks like a good time. Um, he's doing so, Yeah, I think if I don't get him, it's not the end of the world, but I'll probably do a few pulls just for fun.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, I think. I mean, I'll do his demo because sometimes things look really cool and then you try them and you're like, oh, this is actually really complicated to execute. But we'll see.
1: It would be really sad if somehow the gameplay misses because I feel like he's been one of the most hyped characters for a long yeah. time.
0: Yeah, I feel like they'll make him super powerful for that. I feel, I feel like he'll be a great unit. I just don't know that I'm ready to like go all out for him yeah um ito's coming back this is ito's like third re or second rerun
1: yeah that's crazy
0: which is good i'm happy for him i remember people being like i can't believe they keep rerunning child didn't we have like a year between child reruns why are we talking about ito like that (laughs) this is anti-child propaganda i
1: think do people i'm not gonna make any claims without uh looking into it do people like like ito do people play ito
0: I feel like there's a fairly small but like vocal minority of people Ito basically only works well no Ito is best used in mono geo teams technically three geo is enough but like really four geo is best for him and so I think only a certain kind of player is like happy to play mono element especially mono geo which like doesn't do any sort of reactions so I feel like by that default he's played by less people but all the people that i know who have ito who like actually play him really love him
1: Hmm, interesting yeah i'm not not interested i think it's just um understandable but rough that like the reruns happen next to like a, a brand new character yeah
0: it's rough i think ito was cool because he he started the defense meta Like, he finally gave people a reason to use their defense artifacts and stuff like (laughs) that. So I think that was pretty cool. And I think he's really fun in the story. His voice actor is so...
1: Love his voice actor.
0: And I love the implication of, like, the way all of the people in Inazuma interact. Like, the fact that Ayato and Ito are good friends, like, good enough friends that they fight their stupid beetles against each other. That's delicious world building for me. Keep sprinkling that in.
1: Yeah, no, I love Ito in the story. I just don't know a lot about him gameplay wise. I think yeah,
0: and then Farzon, to be honest, she's a bow. She's an animal bow. She's beau. a bow. Which it's nice to have. It's nice to have character, uh, uh weapon and element combinations that are, used to be five star exclusives, like come into four star. Like that's cool. So there's now a venti, a four star venti, right in Farzon, But she's a bow. <laughs> that's <laughs> all I have to say.
1: She a bow. Um, and then I think we both have the other two characters that are four stars
0: yes um goro i i struggled a lot to get him but i got him eventually i'm not super interested in his constellations but obviously i'll take them yanfei she's been c6 for over a year i'm good
1: (laughs) yeah i don't think i've built goro yet but yanfei's well loved i would have to double check but mine's mine's not wanting for constellations
0: yeah you're really close to c6 yeah
1: i might have reached c6 i'm not sure there was a while where she was on a lot of banners but we're excited to see you we're excited to see new content we'll probably talk about that in our next episode uh and a strange twist our news discussion very brief very chill but um we wanted to dive into a pretty meaty community topic that we have prepared do you want to intro us in layla we're
0: talking about the aranara baby (laughs) aranara our
1: community (laughs)
0: topic is exclusively a segue into the conversation we've been wanting to have for a while. So the questions that we would love for you all to answer and that we will answer ourselves as well is what would your Aranara name be? And, you know, each of them has a little song they teach you and they do different things. So what do you think your RNR song would do to the world?
1: Do we want to answer this now or wait till the end?
0: I think we should answer it now if you have something in mind.
1: Okay, cool. Okay, I don't have a... I don't have a creative answer for my RNR name. My name is Monica. My RNR name would be... Wait, it can't be Maranara, can it?
0: It could be Mananara.
1: Wait, oh, I did not take... I mean,
0: you could be Maranara. You could be Marinara if you wanted. Stop.
1: I'm fact-checking something. Okay, okay. I can be Maranara. I was getting um, that mixed up with an actual character... In the quest named Marana, or yes. however they say it,
0: they don't say it. They didn't voice that quest, which is so sad.
1: I think I'm fine being Maranara, even if or even because it sounds like Marinara. I got that sauce.
0: I think realistically, I would be Leilarinara.
1: Leilarinara. <laughs> that's Too long. No? Yeah, but I, I wanna be be long want to be Leilarenara. Some of them were pretty long names. I feel yeah.
0: So I'm gonna be Leilarenara.
1: Cute. I support Leila ranara Okay. My RNR song. What would my RNR song do? <sighs> the urge to do like a joke answer and say mine would help with help speedily create marinara sauce is pretty strong. <laughs>
0: no, it's a good one. <laughs> it would ripen tomatoes.
1: It would ripen ripen fruits and vegetables. Oh my right? god. Honestly, when you say it like that, it sounds good. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I had an unripe avocado the other day. I would love the ability to ripen. it. <laughs> through song.
0: Mine is worse than yours, because what I was going to say is it automatically creates a breeze that, like, fl- flutters a person's hair into their face.
1: Cute! It's a little prankster. <laughs> at, for first, song. at
0: first, I was going to say something a little bit worse, which was, like, it 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 flutters a woman's skirt.
1: <laughs> oh. Okay. It's <laughs> a have breeze! We don't have to dig into that. Um, I was going to say <laughs> your... R song is like the opposite of um the fan that they always have on music video sets to like blow the likes yeah. and this hair <laughs> out of their face.
0: Yeah, mine's behind. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. But that allows us to seamlessly transition into talking about the RnR world quest, which if any of you have not done it yet, first of all, spoilers, but also like one it's been out forever and two you're gonna be spending weeks doing it so you'll probably forget by the time you get through it it is not officially an archon quest but like it really felt like one
1: i feel like it was longer than the archon well now that the whole thing's out no but it
0: individual chapter for sure
1: yeah much longer than individual chapter so the thing layla was saying about how long it took i was the reason that this um episode took so long to record is i kept like Thinking I was almost done and I was not. And it got to the point where I, full disclosure, I was like, surely I am almost at the like third quest, like, cause there are three major quests in this quest line. And I was like, surely I'm almost at that third quest, which has the big lore topic that I know Layla's been so hyped about. And I looked up uh, a walkthrough and, um, I was like, wow, I've been playing too chaotically. I'm nowhere near being done. Even if I was, it would take like four hours. And I saw that like people who uploaded video walkthroughs on YouTube spent anywhere from eight to twelve hours per walkthrough, depending on how like much traveling and exploring and like dialogue they like it sped up. Fine. So mm. at that moment I gave myself a little leeway and I was like, listen, we're just gonna watch the <laughs>
0: Listen, I think it's totally fair. I did it. I think I would probably work on the R&R quest daily. I wouldn't do a lot, but I worked on it daily, and it probably took me, like, three weeks to get through because I was, like, not doing huge chunks. I really enjoyed it, probably only because I split it up because it gets kind of tedious. It's a little bit repetitive. Like Monica said, there's sort of three, like, main pillars of quests that you do, and each of them all filter back to, like, the main... Quest and then you do like a big domain and there's a really cute cutscene that I really want to talk about, which is the flower crown cutscene and it made me cry. <laughs> yeah. It's over and then when you finish it and you hit that the ending cutscene, which is the crux of what we're going to talk about today, I just don't want to spoil it right now. There's a follow up to the R and R quest, <laughs> which is that you have to find all of the R and R that are scattered across the jungle and they're kind of like seelies or like um dendroculi at this point and I didn't realize that so i was not marking them down and I know I inevitably will pull up a guide to look for all of them and I will have to retrace my steps over all the ones I've already found because I don't know which ones I've found
1: yeah let's uh let's dive into the gameplay before we talk about the lore because I know that's like the deep deep lore implications in many many ways um but yeah someone who is still working through the r quest i didn't do my research. And I thought it was the kind of thing I could like get through in like one or two days. Um, clearly not the case. <laughs> but I will say I like that they had like this huge non-Archon related world quest going on. I think that would be a welcome addition to any new um, regions that we encounter. Um, I will... Also say that the little event style like book item that they use to record all of the subquests for me personally I found that really frustrating and it was really hard to keep track of like what quests I had to do and what I still had to do I'm not opposed to the idea of there being like a little like separate item that like lists all the lore and stuff in a long quest like this but i do wish some of those quest lines had been moved into the normal quest log for example um oh gosh i can't remember now it's hard to track but it was hard to keep track especially like like how Layla described like most people are probably going to be playing like a little bit at a time and they're like while they're doing dailies um and i'd actually done like maybe like a fifth of it before i really sat down and decided to like marathon through it for this episode and I'd forgotten so many threads in that process so
0: okay that's fair I did it in a row and I also forgot a bunch like we would come back to a quest and I'm like which art are you who who are you is Rana okay <laughs> what's happening
1: yeah and there were some quests where like I I don't know if I messed something up but I couldn't make them appear on my map so if I'd done like two-thirds of them and then I went to go take a break um and not play Genshin for a while if I loaded the game back up the next day like I would have to rely on either my memory or like reading the log in in that like separate item to figure out like where I was when I left off
0: yeah I think I just googled that
1: <laughs> that's fair honestly I should have played with like a guide open I just am not used to having to do that for the permanent world quests
0: yeah you said gameplay and I started thinking about it the main gameplay part of all of this was like the big loot vibes yeah. where you like play weird songs which is why our question was about the r songs but like you learn three main RR songs one that lets you go into the dream world one that lets you like control uh, the i don't know some dendro shit and one that revives those the dendro gamma yeah shoot the things it was weird yeah. it was fun it was mystical at some point it did. <laughs> the thing is like that story quest started with you running into rana and then mm-hmm. you realizing that children are being kidnapped in the forest. And then you realizing that the children don't remember being kidnapped in the forest. They just suddenly end up at home. And then you're investigating it with Rana. And then Rana gets really freaking sick from, like, the withering. And then out of nowhere, Anaranara is like, I will protect Rana while you do this stuff for us. But uh, I can't save her. I can only freeze her in time. So if you want to save her, you have to go through this entire book worth of quest things.
1: Just like Miraculous Ladybug.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you go through that whole thing and then the the big part of that is like you have to prepare for a festival because they have to do some sort of ritual, right?
1: Yeah, but I guess it felt very straightforward up until that point. And then once they tell you that we need to prepare for the festival, part of that involves gathering up all of these like Aranara that are in the forest jungle area of Sumeru. Um, and that's when um the thing I was complaining about <laughs> like comes into play. You like get like a book with like
0: It's like a checklist of tasks basically, but they're so vague.
1: with like three or four different things you have to do, and each one of those is honestly like a world quest in their own right. And some of them have like huge stories, like the forest or the cooking one, I was like, This is like a chill little like go meet them all. They say a goofy thing, you do like a task for them, very easy. But some of them are quite involved, I felt personally
0: there were ones where they were like we have to cleanse the evil out of this tree and you have to go to like four different areas and activate the stones and blah 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 and that whole time i was like okay but how does this help (laughs) rana like yeah stuck in a floating bubble somewhere and obviously at the end it does because you gather all the r back and they all thank you for helping them with their quests by giving them By giving you a flower of like their friendship or whatever and then you go see the aranara who's in charge of the festival and he takes all the flowers and he makes you the flower crown and then he puts it on you and he's like this is a testament to you being a friend of the aranara and they call you like the golden nara which is someone who's not an aranara is a nara and as you go through all of that you realize that they keep saying there was another golden nara and you realize your brother was here and he well your sibling, I guess. I play as Lubin, so it was Aether. Um, and it really just like kind of out of nowhere kind of fit into the time loop theory that people have been developing about Genshin, which was very fun. And then you get to um, an area and you realize so the R and Ara live in Varana, but there's Old Varana, which was where they used to live before Aether came by. And then Aether came by, and the uh, Soul started to become sick around that time. They do not imply at all that it's Aether's soul. They think it's like a coincidence that he comes by, but that's at the time when he comes by. And as Soul starts to die, old Varana starts to die, and the Arunara need to work with Nahida slash greater lord Rukhadavata to try and fix Soul. And like the Arunara basically give up all of their home and they're like memories to the forest and what happens is that the Nara don't die they just like return to the forest and then they're reborn but they don't have any of their memories and so all of them keep talking about remembering the spirit of the other nara but like they don't remember who he is they don't remember where he went and that's when i started crying again after the flower crown scene i was crying about the loss Aww. of memory because that's really emotional and then they hit you with the rana cut scene which you can talk about monica but i was like out <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, and I, this is around the part where, so I'm still personally in the process of collecting, like, finishing all these, like, little, um, not side quests, but I guess side quests to, like, make the festival happen, so I just watched a cutscene of this thing that made Layla cry, which feels very cold of me. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but um, I think the, the big lore implication is that, yes, one, your sibling is, like, it's strongly hinted, I guess basically confirmed your sibling did ba- almost everything that you did once before. So when you go back to Rana and you go um, save her with um, the, I think it's called like a bijou, the like, the like MacGuffin that we did all of that for, um, she's cured, yay. She remembers her entire childhood with the Aranara, which is kind of crazy. Uh, worse, I- I'm assuming you've already done the quest if you're listening to this uh, community topic, but like, just in case you need a reminder, like, the, like, children interact with Arunara, and then they all forget about it and assume it was just some sort of, like, daydream, or like, I was going to say actual dream, but they didn't have dreams in Sumeru, I think, in this t- at that time. Children could dream. Children, children could dream. Children could dream, and maybe that's why they could see Aranara. Mm. I don't know enough about that. But, yeah, so it's kind of crazy she remembers it all, and then... She speaks with great resolve about how she wants to sort of learn more and and do more.
0: She wants to reconnect with the Aranara. So she, like, realizes she had forgotten.
1: Yeah, I guess anything from Zero is more. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, she, like, has this great resolution that she's going to reconnect with the Aranara. And then the screen fades to black and there's just a bunch of text on the screen. And when... The, like, screen fades back into the cutscene. She has a vision.
0: I was yelling. This is the first time we have ever seen, I say with air quotes, because they yeah. faded to black. But we've seen someone get a vision. And that's wild. I That's technically incorrect. I think in Ayato's story trailer, you see Ayaka get her vision the day that they're fighting. But, like, that was such an off. Like, this was in-game. We're watching someone get their vision... We still don't know who's giving out these visions. We still don't know how, but at least we know what it looks like now.
1: In theory. We have a written description. I copied it into our notes, and I am going to do a dramatic reading, if that's all right with you.
0: It's more than all right.
1: All right. So when the screen fades to black, the text that appears on the screen is, From Rana's chest glows a light with the warmth of heartbeat, faint yet bright. She tries to cover and touch the light with her hands, but the light source burrows into her hands as if consciously when the light fades out, a delicate ornament appears in her hand. And that's when it fades back to the scene and you see that that's a vision. So first of all, the whole time this was happening, I knew I knew it was going to be a vision just because I, I went into this, this world quest with the knowledge that we were going to discuss it. So I kind of like, and I also put it off for a long time. So I kind of knew what was coming. But for me, the whole time I was like, this is what Scaramouche is going to do. We're going to see Scaramouche do this. Um, and I hope we do, because it does sound like like seeing this fully animated or even partially animated um sounds like it would be very lovely to see um but i don't know i feel like this i don't i have thought i guess what do, what are your thoughts on it other than like the significance in the story and in the lore
0: i think it's super cool that we now are seeing people gain their visions i think that this I- implies that a lot of or like the possibility that in the future, NPCs that we meet that do not have visions could still become playable characters if they gained their vision. Because up until now, anytime we saw a person with a vision, we were like, that NPC will eventually be playable, right? Like, that's why Baiju, people were like, definitely Baiju is going to become playable. It's only a matter of time, like once they release Tamiru, because when you go visit him in Liwei, his friggin' vision's on his hip. They were like, hey, Dendro, it's here. You just can't have it. So this is cool, because I think it keeps us on our toes. Like... Is Junior Zod going to get a vision? Is she going to be playable?
1: (laughs) Is Rana going to be a playable? Yeah, I kind of thought she would because I guess I always assumed and maybe there's like some lore about this that like backs the community, like perpetuating this idea that I don't know about. But I always assumed that it was like, this is a very Christian like thing I'm going to say, but like I assumed it was going to be like an angel bestowing the vision to you, but with like the Archon like, Gods, but as I'm saying it and as I'm looking at the text of like what actually happened to Rana, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense with like the world so far. Like, it's not, <laughs> especially knowing that like Nahida was like quite literally hidden away from the mirror people. I'm like, yeah, why would I assume Nahida appeared in front of like Tainari and handed him a vision? Like, I don't know why that was an assumption I had. So it seems like maybe the involvement of the gods is perhaps like a little different than what I had personally assumed
0: yeah that's always been super unclear i will say when um people have their uh, uh, playable characters at some point when you unlock their voice lines they have a, how they got their vision and some of them are really chaotic like ayaka she was fighting her brother kaya was fighting Luke when it happened Diluc was 10 when he got his vision which is fucking nuts but like lisa lisa graduated from the academia and then started investigating shit, and she was like i feel like i need to be a little bit smarter and a little bit more powerful to understand this and supposedly a, a crack of lightning came down and then she had a, an electro vision in her hand and i was like what how come we can't see that so when we started they were like rana's getting her vision i was like oh my god we're gonna see like a flower petal open and like the deadro vision's gonna be there and first of all they faded to black and second of all the description it sounded like it came out of her chest and at that point i was like oh these this is a parallel to the gnosis oh shit the gnosis comes out of the chest it's nahita pulls Scaramouche's well a's gnosis out of Scaramouche's chest and i was like the the parallels the cinematic parallels because the reason i was so excited about talking about this and i'm sure you have all guessed it by now because we kind of talked about it but i'm 99 certain that we're gonna watch Scaramouche get his animo vision because last we saw him three days ago in game. He certainly didn't have his animo vision, and he certainly didn't look like his animo character. So I bet this,
1: this bitch is about to be visited by Venti. Um, three days ago in game, literally today for us, um, <laughs> we saw Scaramouche today. That's the joke. Um, yeah, I hope we see it. Like for them to show it in this world quest, it feels like they were like alluding to the fact that it's gonna happen. Prepping, with yeah, right. And also like I'm hoping that we see it in historic quests. Um, I don't know why these are I have no evidence oh. that this is how it's going to be but wouldn't it be so cool
0: I think it would be really cool I forgot about his story quest I need to clear my backlog of quests
1: yeah we both at have least a, I did
0: our quest uh, no
1: comment <laughs> yeah we both have a, a story quest backlog for sure for sure
0: I was gonna say we keep saying we're gonna clear it out for
1: an episode <laughs> and maybe. we keep having
0: more I mean, to talk about. I don't know. New, new year new year
1: new story quest <laughs> new year new podcast new us the other thing I saw that was interesting that um, I didn't think of this on my own, but I saw it like in the, in the comments of the video I was watching. The um, vision like comes with the, the sort of frame, the holder, yeah. what would you call it?
0: I don't know. It, I would say a frame. Yeah. Is pretty good.
1: But it, it comes with the frame and people were like, that's interesting. Cause some people have sort of like, confusing frames in terms of in terms of lore let me fact check what I'm about to say before I say it oh yeah okay so Kaya's vision it has the Monstat frame but it's like the design is just like slightly different um and mm-hmm. people were like what does what does this scene of our girl Rana what does this mean in terms of Kaya
0: yeah it's also interesting because people have known by like checking the models but like for example not all the Fatui have visions those who have visions and delusions wear them back-to-back. Back. So, like, Child has his Shnesnaya Hydro vision, but on the back is his Electro delusion. Um, Dottore, I'm not quite sure what his delusion is. I can't remember if we see it. Um, but obviously we knew Signora was Cryo and Pyro, and Cryo was her delusion. And so it's not crazy to think that Electro was Scaramouche's delusion. And what I want to know is, is he going to keep it? And I know he won't keep it, like, in-game. Like, he just will be animo. But, like, lore-wise, is he going to keep his delusion? Is it going to be double-sided? Is he going to receive a Sumeru vision, like, shape? Is he going to receive a Shneznaya one? Is he going to receive one from Inazuma? Because that's where he's originally from. Again, all questions we don't really know because we don't know how they're given out. The only thing we know is that Zhongli was like, there hasn't been an electrovision vision since the Sakoku degree. (laughs) There hasn't been an Electrovision given out since the Sokoku Decree, and then we told A about it, and she was like, that's weird because I wasn't really involved in giving them out before anyways. And we were like, wait, what? So lots of things going on. Not that I think this is bad because they're talking about, like, a 10-year storyline at this point, so it's totally understandable that they haven't written everything out, and so they're kind of, like, retconning a couple things just to make it fit better. But I remember everything about the Visions because it's the one thing that introduces interests me the most is, like, how... People are given visions and so every time there's like a slight contradiction, I'm like, what does this imply?
1: What does it mean? What if it's like different from like Archon to Archon, you know? I am not as learned as you are in this in this topic, mm-hmm. but I feel like if it's true that the writers are contradicting themselves a little, that's how they're gonna have to fix it, is by being like, It's um case by case basis, case by case basis, different management for different people, you know what it is. you know how it is.
0: You know how it be? Yeah, I had never noticed the two winged vision from Kaya. This is wild.
1: Yeah, I didn't either. People be uh, observant, not I, but others, and I rely on them. They're they're what's powering my understanding of the game because I don't understand anything.
0: <laughs> I like that people. Sorry, I'm fully talking about the red and now. I like that people are like, mm, this is probably the Conria vision one. We know for a fact Conria operated without gods, so they probably would not have visions. Dude, you think Connery was like, we're gonna steal Bonstead's design, but we're gonna change it just a tiny bit.
1: I mean, this is from two years <laughs> I'm ago. copy
0: your homework, but I'm gonna switch it. That's true. That's fair. We know so much now. Yeah, I think we've rounded out the R&R, at least what I wanted to talk about, so.
1: Yeah, I think I'm good. Um, oh, I don't necessarily think we need to, like, get into it, but um, based on my experiences in my research there's also like some implications about like in that era when the last golden nara aka your sibling was there like they were talking about um the previous dendro archon and there's like some hints about the like scarlet king and stuff i'll be honest i was rushing through a lot of that so i wasn't necessarily picking up on those sort of like hints um but also i think like I think it's interesting and cool, and for people who are really invested in that storyline with the sort of like previous generation or era of gods before like our current set of de- of archons, mm-hmm. like I think that might be interesting for people um, playing the R&R quest line. I personally feel like I've received the closure on that storyline from the um, the, archon, the yes. archon quest, but I do think it's cool yeah. that they sort of like. The R&R, like, acknowledge that kind of stuff. They're uh, they're goofy yeah. fellas.
0: It was fun. I also did that. I did the r quest before the full Archon quest was out. So I was like, no, no, this means anything to me. And then I didn't, like, look back and re-get the context. So it's nice to know it does kind of come back.
1: Yeah, I think Genshin lore is very deep and it's in many different places in the game. So basically, just uh, thank you to all of the people in the community who do the close readings of the quests that I speed through so that I can learn the lore after the fact.
0: So other than finishing the r quest for yourself, what are you playing?
1: <laughs> Alameo, what am I playing? I've been really jealous that everyone's been playing Pokemon Scarlet Violet, and there's no reason I can't buy it for myself right now, but I technically never finished Sword and Shield. So emotionally, I was like, I can't buy a new Pokemon game if I haven't finished the last Pokemon game I bought. So I've been playing that a little bit every day. So
0: oh, so fun! Very have fun. Have you finding some Pokemon recently?
1: None that I've added to my party. Although I do like compulsively try and catch every Pokemon that like doesn't have the Pokedex Good. symbol by it because I think that's that's the way to go. Listen, that's I play I play for the badges, I play for the story, and I play to complete the Pokedex. I will catch them all. Probably not in That's Sword weird. and Shield, because I do want to play Scarlet and Violet soon. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? Is there anything to say about Pokemon that hasn't already been said? Probably not. What are you playing?
0: Well, so in a very similar vein, I also really want to play Pokemon. And I did finish the main story of Sword and Shield. I still have not finished a single Pokedex. Maybe Scarlet and Violet is the one that I will. But I can't. don't feel like I can buy it until I finish playing Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. At least one of the routes. I have 150 hours in the game it's based off of, and I can barely okay. get, like... 25 hours
1: into this one
0: to <laughs> just finish one of the routes so I've been playing it I've been streaming it a little bit I'm hoping to just like finish Golden Deer and then play Pokemon
1: <laughs> yeah when you said you had 150 hours in it I thought you meant in Heroes Warriors and I was like holy shit I can't believe the game is so.
0: <laughs> no no thank god no I'm about 30 hours total into that 20 into Claude's route and 10 into Dimitri's.
1: that feels pretty respectable are you close to the end I know you've been streaming it
0: I have no clue. <laughs> I oh, haven't picked yeah. it up because people have warned me that there's pretty big spoilers for the end, and so we'll see. We'll get there when we get there. Interesting. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We wanted to take a second to mention that a couple weeks ago, we got our Spotify wrapped as podcasters, which we actually were not expecting. And it made us really happy to see our stats. We really like making this podcast, and we're so happy to be sharing it with you all. So to the couple of you who had us in your number one podcast for the year, that's amazing and incredibly kind. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as well. And we're really excited to make more podcasts with you next year. And hopefully, I have an even more fun Spotify wrapped then.
1: Aww. And on that note, if you are already, you can find us um, on Twitter at Astra Podcast and make sure to follow us on Spotify to know when the next episode is live and to show your support. And And thank thank you you for completing completing your daily daily commissions.